Hello and welcome to the Insurance Times 2025 podcast with me, Scott McGee. I'm here with Elaine Mason, the founder of Bellmead Tech Solutions and the MD of Belvedere Mead. Uh, thanks for joining me, Elaine. Thank you for speaking to me. Um, so we'll go head straight into the questions. You're on the InsurTech debate um, at Insurance 2025 on the 3rd of July. Um, my first question is, do you think InsurTechs are having the impact on the insurance industry that they expected to have at this point? I think expectation is an interesting thing because I think that it's in the eye of the beholder, a bit like beauty in a way. And I think the streams of how expectations travel are probably different. And I think the insurtechs feel that it's not happening and they've not had the impact or as much of an impact. And I think the incumbent insurers thinks it probably is having an impact. So incumbent insurers think they are having the impact, but do you think realistically they're not having the impact that they were expecting? I don't think the incumbent insurers have fully appreciated the benefits that insurtechs can bring. Okay. Um, And so what um, impacts do you think insurtechs are having? I think... uh, in the world of big data and in the world of robotics, I think they are, are huge. Um, I was looking at something with an insurance company the other day, analysing fire losses and the amount of satellite data that's actually available and readily purchasable to be able to see wildfires develop and where they're travelling mm. is absolutely incredible. Um, and it starts to move into that potential of risk, risk prevention Um, which I don't think is really truly being seen. So that's one area. I think some of the internet sensors is another area. You know, there's devices that have been around for some time where they cut your water supply off in a household scenario if if there's an unusual um, or extended water flow um, that's unexpected. Um, Things like that, I think, are there, and they're starting to become more the norm. Cars and telematics... It's all in short tech, but you probably don't really think of it as in short tech because it's just Internet of Things and how the sensors are actually happening. Okay, so there's still that potential for them to make that impact, like that I, mainstream impact. I think that I think there's potential that they're having an impact, but I also think there's a huge impact that they've not yet even realised from the point of view of how insurance is even thought about, the risks that we in our everyday life, that businesses in their everyday life are actually handling now are completely different to the risks that that businesses and individuals had 20, 30, 40 years ago. And I think the whole way of how insurance is underwritten, the data that it uses, the actual risks that it covers and the flexibility that insurance and insure techs can bring to a particular product line is huge and I don't think that really um, we the industry the insurance industry has really hit the um, full potential or recognized the full um, impact and which is a good impact don't get me wrong it's a good impact if we can reduce um, the costs of insurance, then maybe there'll be greater penetration of insurance in poor countries. Maybe that that speed of an ability to actually analyse 
um, particular data sets or process cheaply, then you know some of the poorer nationalities or, or regions of the world will actually have the benefits that insurance can give, which they don't have at the moment. Okay. Um, are there any examples of uh, insurtechs that you believe are having that impact, whether that be in the UK or maybe on a global, like globally? I think um, Flock is one that I've been particularly impressed with. It's impressed for two things. One, um, for those of you who don't know, Flock provides on-demand drone cover. Um, So drones, you know, 10 years ago, what were drones? Nobody knew what a drone was, but they're now commonplace. They're used a lot um, in all sorts of uh, lines of business. Um, Insurers using them for risk assessment and loss assessment is, is one thing, but also many people use them just for photography and um, uh, hobby. You get the hobby dronist, if that's, if that's mm-hmm. actually. Word. Now, Flock have developed a platform where taking big data um, that's readily available um, from weather, from environment, um, the drone operator can actually buy and purchase the the time he needs when he's about to fly. So he, in effect, goes onto his app on his mobile phone, puts in which drone he's using, it picks up where he is, and it will highlight the risks. Mm. And it will highlight what's there, such as whether there's any infrastructure that the, the operator should avoid, and then actually allows the operator to move to a less risky area if he wants his premium changing. Real time, on demand, that's a huge impact. If we get that for cars or if we get that for something else, will that actually change the way that we actually do it? Mm. And for businesses, you know, there's some sort of like the gig economy, people only need insurance for certain times. Um, I think that will happen. I think the whole the the whole big data analytics will come back into that risk prevention bit. And hopefully it will mean that, that risks can be avoided rather than the consequences of the risks having to be dealt with and covered by the insurance. And so when, when do you see the change happening, uh, whether that be the change in appreciating the impact insurtechs are having or the change in kind of stepping up the actual impact that insurtechs are having? Should it change? I think it should change. Um, I think it... It needs to change, and I think that the insurance industry are particular laggards. I think there's some, you know, there's some good parts to it. I think, um, yeah, Hastings Direct is a motor carrier that's running, running away and very built up with with its response uh, to the way that it uses technology. We're a heavily regulated industry, and I think from the ability to actually go from that heavily regulated space where costs are high and the insurance market is not making oodles of profit to being quite dynamic and agile which is where the insurtechs come in and actually recognizing what can be there is a big leap and i think that's why insurtechs they want to be agile they're moving technology is moving fast and we've got the sort of like the incumbent the slower um, insurance companies who have got a route they're going down mm. and haven't really integrated the benefits of where insurtechs are. And I think that there is starting to be a focus where 
technology around the processes of insurance can start to do great things. Um, so a lot of the insurtechs seem to be starting up in very much in that automatic um, intelligence, in the AI, the AI space, um, the robotic space, the Internet of Things, the sensors. And I think that needs to then be integrated into what the insurance carriers that exist at the moment, what their problems are, what are their friction points, what, what are the issues that they're really solving. Mm. And that gap is starting to close, and I think it will close. Um, but gone are the days where insurers can take two years to decide that there's a uh, cost-benefit analysis that needs to be done and getting that done and putting an implementation plan. Technology is changing far too fast to allow that old procurement process to stay as it is. So I think there needs to be some changes there. So where's the change going to come from? Is it going to come from the larger you know, incumbents, as you said, you know, these large companies who've got the capital behind them, uh, to kind of embrace innovation and in, and um, and really invest in innovation, or is it the intertechs who you know, they they're the ones that have the ideas? Is it a case of uh, the intertechs who are kind of creating a solution to a problem that might not exist, or is it the insurance companies who recognise a problem and then go out to try and find a solution? I think both of those exist, but I also think it's it's not that polarised. And I think that it will happen, and it will happen probably from unexpected sources. And I think it will be those almost light bulb moments where people actually realise that, yes, actually this can be done. Mm. And it is so obvious and so blindingly obvious that it then moves quickly. And I think that everyone needs to be brave. And I think insurtechs need to recognise what they're trying to do but almost simplify it in some ways so that they're not too scared or they're not too scary. Um, I was at the um, a conference last week that on a Slido poll, and it was a claims-focused conference on a Slido poll, the biggest threat to the insurance market in London over the next year was felt to be technology the biggest threat. Now that's ridiculous. It should not be regarded as a threat. No. Now that was more than 60% of the people in the audience felt that that was the biggest threat. Now that's ridiculous. It, it should not be regarded as a threat. It should be regarded as an enabler. It should be regarded as something that you can do your job better. Something that actually can, can dream up new different types of insurance, provide the coverages that people are actually need and the protection that they actually need. That's what we are, a protection. Yeah, that's, that's incredible that they found it as a threat. Um, okay, great. Well, you're, you're speaking, you're on a debate on the 3rd of July. Um, you looking forward to it? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I attended the event for the first time last year mm. and was absolutely fascinated by some of the, um, the stories that, that were happening and particularly in our UK domestic market where personal lines has seen a huge amount of, of technology around it in that in that customer experience, the ability to talk, the ability to message and text around your policies, the ability to do it all online. I think the claim side sometimes lets that down. Um, my son had a, um, a travel policy that he bought all online 
no paper involved at all, except when it came to having to print off a PDF to make a claim. So you had to print it off and write it mm. and scan it to send it back. You know, we need to do a bit better there on the what some people would call the back end of yeah. the process. I personally would say it's actually the front end of the process because that's the product that we sell. Mm. We're selling claims. Yeah. Um, some of the domestics have done some huge, hugely exciting things and robotic processes and changing the mindset. And it's actually about remembering that when someone makes a claim, they're in distress. People don't want to make a claim. So we're, you know, that probably only the fraudsters want to make a claim. So I think that the more that we can talk about future of technology, the more that we can actually integrate it is hugely exciting. So I'm really excited to be part of, of this year's event. Okay, great. Um, well, thank you for joining me today. Um, look forward to hearing what you have to say on the 3rd of July. Elaine Mason, thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Catch Elaine on the uh, InsurTech panel at Insurance 2025 on the 3rd of July at the ETC venues in St Paul's. Thanks a lot for joining us and uh, see you next time.